How come? How Lahti became a European green capital? It was really quite a long process, of course, from the expertise that was has started in Lahti already in the 1970s, the environmental work that has been done in the in preserving the local lake, Besijärvi. And from there, a lot of environmental expertise and research started to focus, especially in Lahti. After that, for example, waste separate sorting started already in 1990s in Lahti. And and uh, actually at the moment we are already recycling or utilizing 99% of, of waste materials uh, from households and only 0.5% is anymore going to the landfills. Welcome to the Urbanista, where we discuss the water management challenges of Nordic cities. From safe drinking water distribution and stormwater collection to building sustainable urban living environments. Here is your host, Delphine Vassalo. Hey, welcome back, urbanistas. Thank you so much for pressing that play button. Really, we really appreciate that you keep following the conversation that we are having with, well, with interesting people. And that's our role here, having interesting conversations with interesting people in our industry. You know, conversation about sustainable urban development is increasing day by day. More and more cities are or want to be sustainable, want to have an environmental uh, policy there. There are many cities across the Nordics who are even claiming we want to be the most sustainable city in Europe. Fine, there are, there are many cities that are even uh, saying those bold statements, politics aside. But you know, there's one city that was already way ahead of everybody else. And that is the city of Lahti in Finland. The city of Lahti is around 100 kilometers northeast of Helsinki, the capital, and roughly has 100,000 uh, inhabitants. And uh, it is certainly, well, near and dear to, to our heart. Um, yeah, because it's the city, the hometown of, of Uponor, where this company was founded over 100 years ago. But not only because of that, because Lahti, the city of Lahti, was nominated the Green Capital of Europe already in 2021. So certainly was and is way ahead of everybody else. So today our guest, well, she knows a thing or two about sustainable urban development. So who are you and what do you do? Yes, hello. I'm so happy that you invited me to this podcast. So I'm Jenny Rahkonen. I'm environmental coordinator in the city of Lahti. And I'm especially focusing on the circular economy issues and sustainable development. And we have an efficient team of 10 experts from different fields of environmental development, such as climate change, biodiversity and planetary health. Planetary health, that sounds yeah. interesting. Well, what is exactly that? Yeah, well, that's a nice idea that uh, both the human health and the environmental health are actually really connected. And when the people are well, also the environment is, is well, and you can't really separate them from, from each other. 
Okay, well, now, now this starts to be to be interesting. As I was saying in the introduction, uh, yes, there's a lot of conversation around uh, in municipalities, small or big. Uh, what do we do? Do we? How do we do? How do we tackle this sustainability aspect? How do we incorporate circular economy practices into our and our operation and to run in the city? But well, let's start like from the basics, if you want. What do we mean exactly when we are talking about sustainable urban development, when we are talking about circular economy practices for a city? Yeah, well, uh, you have to think all the different aspects of sustainability, so about the ecological and social and economic sustainability in the city. And, well, the city is a big user of resources and space, so... Uh, it really needs to meet the needs of all the residents and, and minimizing the damage to the environment at the same time. And uh, the aim of LATI is, is to provide sustainable living environment for and, and also well-being for the residents. And, and actually, LATI uh, just published the first sustainability report this spring, and uh, it was prepared with the... Uh, experts from different fields from our team environmental mm -hmm. development as well citizen well-being uh, economy and city, compa uh, city company management mm -hmm. teams and and in the uh, our aspect the ecological sustainability considered especially the topics of climate work promoting circular economy biodiversity and the water water environment as well mm -hmm. as the planetary health issues so how these reports are prepared is something that internally you or your team or anyone, someone at large inside of the city office are preparing and this is uh, validated by a third party, by the citizens, or how, how these reports are prepared exactly? Yeah, well, this was, of course, the first year that we had this report, but we are uh, discussing this a lot with the uh, different units from the from the city and uh, deciding uh, what are really the important and interesting things for all the uh, citizens to learn more about the cities that are uh, located in the area, but also those um, uh, funding, uh, who are giving funding for cities to uh, develop their environmental work. So these kind of uh, interesting topics were selected. So it's a collaborative, collaborative effort, not just, of course, from the people working I mean, officially in the city, but do you also talk to local organizations, whether they are for, uh, for profit or non-profit? I don't know. Uh, so is that type of dialogue that you have with the, uh, with the citizens? Um, yes, that's that's important. Uh, for this first uh, uh, sustainability report, we especially focused on the aspects that city city is doing, and for the, for example, in the social uh, sustainability, of course, about the employment or the education in in the area. Uh, but very important part was the city-owned companies that are, for example, providing the the water management or waste management in the area, and and uh, the aspects how how these companies are also uh, promoting sustainability in in the Lahti. Because this is a, a the, an effort of many people, many institutions, as you say, many areas or departments inside of the of the city. 
kind of sounds a bit challenging that everybody or to get everybody on the same page or or pushing toward the same toward the same direction. And uh, I don't what, what are the challenges that you have been or you have faced uh, in this in this journey? I don't know from people who just doesn't want to change because well they don't want to change it or old habits perhaps uh, budgets. I don't know which do you think it have been the main challenges that you you have faced. Yeah, well, as as you said, uh, old habits is one one big thing, and uh, overall changing the way that we all think, uh, and especially when you think about circular economy, how to change from the current model, from the linear model, uh, where you just make use and throw away materials and and products, to that circular economy where where there is no throwing away phase, but the materials are used again and again. And that's that's the big thing: how to change the minds of of people, and how how to change the normal business models. How we have been working uh, for years and years, mm, and that the the price is not the only thing that matters, but also the the whole life cycle cost and the environmental effects uh, of 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 products and materials. Because many times when we have been talking to people about circular economy or the concept of circular economy pretty much everybody just goes down immediately to recycling yes we should be recycling materials or recycling the garbage i mean separating and, and that's about it but this goes way beyond that just processing and separating and reusing garbage right you, you mentioned about the reusing materials in many different ways yeah yeah, well, overall, I think the the mindset should be changed to that. In in the future, there might be even more shortages of material and energy, and uh, well, we should be using them them more and not just thinking about that, only that recycling or, or waste part, but where we actually get get those materials in the future, and uh, also thinking about the security of the supply of all all the raw materials. And and about reducing overall the consumption of of uh, all the all the materials and about reducing how much emissions we are producing. Yeah, because one thing is to at the very how to say it, at the very start of the change of the chain to use renewable materials already with in mind. I mean, forward thinking when and how those materials will be recycled or reused and for whatever purpose they will. And the, you may think, well, wood or yeah, any 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 material that can be easily recycled that is renewable. And the, for when we think about, for example, many of the products that we produce are plastic. Some of them recycled, recycled plastic. And also we said they can be recycled. But yeah, fine, we, manufacturers can offer products that can be recycled. But in the end, we are not the ones who will be recycling them at the end of the life. It's, it's mostly the city. So finding out, I mean, this is a true collaborative effort. I mean, it, there's not, yeah, we do it together or, or it just doesn't happen. Yeah, we really need a lot of cooperation and also in the, already in the public procurement phase, the city really needs to discuss together with the companies about the possibilities that 
what what kind of solutions are are possible to to buy in and how to take care of the end end life of the products and and there really there is happening so much that uh, these kind of discussions are needed needed a lot and uh, the public procurement uh, of uh, is has a so big effect and uh, the cities are buying with millions or billions of euros so it it really they have really really big effect when when you are uh, for example, demanding in the procurement phase some recycled material to be used in the products, and and you just need to discuss with the uh, providers what what is possible and what can be developed more. Actually, yes, in this procurement process, can can you just explain more about the, well, independently of which is the purpose of any given project or what's the scope of uh, a public infrastructure or renewing some part of the city, a square, a street, a, a, a daycare? I don't know. Uh, in this procurement process, how the sustainability, how much, or how how much is the weight that really the sustainability aspect plays there? If you take into account the materials, yes, uh, renewable materials, the carbon footprint that those materials have behind in their production or in their actually in, in their life. So, how do you, which type of requisites you put, perhaps? There's a lot of talking about the EPDs, environmental product declarations that okay should come the product with the stated the carbon footprint, etc. But how much weight the sustainability aspect has in these procurement processes? Yeah, well, uh, of course, depending on the on the products and and if if it's a service that is bought, uh, that depends a lot. Uh, of course, I'm not the uh, expert on the procurement but i know that in in last these kind of procurement processes have been developed uh, a lot and uh, uh, the sustainability aspect is rising rising all the time so that the price is not the only thing that matters in the procurement process and of all the time we are finding new ways how to uh, add more more of these points how to raise the sustainable uh, solutions in the in the procurement process and and for that we also need the the expertise from the companies that tell what what can be uh, demanded for for example what materials are possible to to provide and and uh, like how to to uh, improve those criteria so that we are able to choose those uh, sustainable uh, possibilities the sustainable options, right. So this is already coming from 2021 when I mentioned when Lahti was uh, awarded with the uh, European Green Capital. So how come? How Lahti became a European Green Capital? Yeah, well, it uh, it was really quite a long process, of course, from the ex- expertise that was has started in Lahti already in the 1970s, uh, in the especially in the uh, the environmental work that has been done in the in preserving the local lake Besijärvi, and from there a lot of environmental expertise and research uh, started to focus, especially in Lahti. Uh, after that, uh, for example, waste separate sorting started already in 1990s in Lahti, and and uh, actually at the moment we are already 
recycling or utilizing 99% of, of waste materials uh, from households and only 0.5% is anymore going to the landfills. And, and uh, about half is recycled and, and less, less than half is then going to the energy utilization nowadays. And then um, one big step in the environmental work in Lahti was when we abandoned the use of coal in, in district heating in 2019. And now Lahti is heated with recycled fuel uh, as well as the local certified wood. And then, for example, in 2017, we already in introduced the first regional roadmap for circular economy in, in Lahti. Uh, area in, in Päijät-Häme and, and then we have these ambitious goal, goals for future to become carbon neutral by 2025 and uh, a really big target of becoming a zero waste city uh, in 2050. So uh, all this uh, like am ambition, ambitious environmental work that, that has started already for decades, but also we are looking at the future and not, not really stopping for only this environmental uh, capital year, but developing the environmental work all the time. So I think because these are the main, main steps. As you have been explaining, this clearly doesn't happen overnight because somebody decided it and now we are going to be green and let's go <laughs> yeah. and do it. But this requires a lot of planning. And as, as you were seeing, even from, from the 70s, the journey in the city of Lahti started way like back in the 70s with some, well, visionary people or, or whatever we're going to call them that started the journey and started the, uh, this type of job for the cities that may just be starting now or thinking to start, I don't know, um, still a long way to go. So if this, this whole journey that you have had has taken well, 20, 30 years. So, well, from other cities that are just starting to think, they better need to to um, to speed up. So you were talking about all these uh, practices that you already previewed or were, were building up to make Lahti, well, what, what is nowadays. Um, and all these specific characteristics that may or practices that may or may not be transferable to to other cities, cities the same size, the same type of uh, location environment. Yeah, yeah. So there are uh, so many different examples from the environmental work done in Lahti. So nothing, nothing huge, big steps, but many, many small small steps in the different aspects of environmental work and and the, the uh, big encouragement point for Lahti's environmental work was preserving the Lake Vesijärvi mm -hmm. as it was in very bad condition but after uh, uh, some years uh, it's now people can swim there and enjoy the environment and it's something that uh, all the citizens really saw the big change that was done and how the environmental work is is uh, it's good to do that for all the citizens yes because since many cities nordic cities are by the lake or are besides the lake and of course mainly in finland because we have how many 188,000 
lakes. So it's highly likely that any given city will be just next to a lake. But the, the water is starting from the water. So keep the water sources in good shape, not just because you can go and swim, because eventually that mm. water may be used for other purposes, including human consumption. So is that, I mean, the water management is one of the key aspects, or would you say is the one of the points, starting points? Yeah, in Lahti, the water is so important part. So because of the drinking water, uh, one of the cleanest cl drinking water in the in whole world. Mm -hmm. And then uh, um, it's uh, it, the water is seen all around in the in the lakes, uh, all around Lahti area. Uh, so I think and um, nowadays the water management is uh, there is a lot of expertise in Lahti Lahti area for that and also the the city uh, uh, city experts have a lot of knowledge about the, how how to take care of the condition of the of the lake and for example I don't know that the whole, <laughs> uh, well, the whole cycle the whole management if you mm. want from extracting the water from the source for whatever purpose we want the water if it is human consumption well it needs to be it needs to be of certain quality and then after we humans we use the water it goes well down the drain it should happen something of course treatment and however is sent back into nature that water is mm. well super important so we don't we don't leave our food there you go we don't leave our footprint on on, on the city yes so that's one of the one of the key things. Actually, yes, you mentioned this has been quite a journey of of many actually decades of continuous working, focusing on being green or being sustainable. But as you mentioned, and actually, yeah, I we uh, we read it on the uh, website from from Lahti that uh, we can we can put a, a link on the on the show notes. What's next for Lahti? And it's you mentioned it. Uh, the objective is to be carbon neutral by 2025. This is just, I mean, two, two years ahead. I mean, by 2025, which means 10 years before the national, the government objective, the Finnish government objective, which is uh, 2035, and 25 years early than the entire European Union um, goal. So that's quite an ambitious, I mean, we are 2023, how are we doing? Are we are we yeah. getting there in two years? <laughs> yeah, that really is so ambitious goal, and and uh, we have been following how how we are getting to this target. And uh, well, now we have already reduced seventy percent of the of the emissions compared to the uh, year nineteen ninety, where we are uh, comparing our our goal. So we are in a good track, but really big. Uh, uh, reduction of emissions was this uh, abandoning the coal in district heating, and now there are no more like these big reduction possibilities. We just have to collect from very many different uh, streams these reductions, and the most important parts are uh, the heating uh, of houses and and then the transport. So it's really important that we uh, move from uh, uh, from using our own cars, using uh, gasoline or benzene, uh, to uh, cycling, walking more, using public transportation and, and also electric cars. So there are so many different things that we, we need to do. And 
all the citizens and companies and the city have had to participate to reach this goal. So this is clearly a highly collaborative effort. Yes. And it's not just because the city, someone at City of Lahti decided let's be sustainable, but it's really a true collaboration amongst all the, the, the players, the city, the citizenship, uh, whoever, industrial manufacturers that are producing things then for the use of the, of the, of the city. Um, but at the very center of this, uh, we have been talking with many urban planners, which are well, the people who sit and then start to, even if you want to futurize, to see where do we want to take this place or this city or this. Um, so that's the starting of the of the chain. What would you advise or, advise or suggest to all these urban planners and in all the cities that from where to start? planning or, or yeah envisioning this future uh, carbon, carbon footprint or this future net zero city yeah well that's a good and big big question uh, well i think this cooperation is really important and uh, i think none of these uh, strategies uh, or programs to reduce the the emissions can be done only by by ourselves. So uh, the city planners uh, inside the city need to collaborate with, with other units a lot, but also uh, consider what the comp local companies think in the area. And for example, uh, the city of Lahti has got a lot of uh, encouragement uh, because already do, during the environmental capital year, uh, there was a lot of interest uh, from the uh, from the companies to to locate the business in in Lahti area uh, because of they had heard about the uh, good environmental work and the possibility to use the coal free energy in in the area. So I think that when you get this good good uh, circle rolling, that. Uh, the more you do environmental work, then you get more uh, companies to come to the area because of that. And then there is more uh, environmental business happening in the area. It's just uh, feeding itself and uh, um, yeah, feeding more environmental. Properly, yeah. the circular or closing the circle, if you want. Yeah. Yes, you are, as you stated, you are, you start from somewhere, you start to be sustainable, you start to use recycled materials, you get a good, uh, the ball running, you get a good reputation. That's why you're attracting new companies, new investment, which mm. can be green, yes. And also that investment, of course, brings money to the city, which increases the economical um, performance of the city, which increases the quality of life of the citizens and where we start all over again. So that yes. is where once, and I guess the city of Lahti already is in this, in this uh, inertia, of, of going and it's just well a bit more pushing this ball to become a, a snowball really and that yeah just yep. keeps uh, uh, rolling by, by itself cooperation dialogue and the understanding of the citizens needs so those are the kind of the three things that I'm getting or if we want to summarize this this conversation and I guess those are the or some of the key ingredients for the success or, or for the success of, of Lahti. Anything else that you want to add? What, what else, if we are missing anything, Lahti has done right? 
Um, well, we already a little bit discussed it, but uh, overall the participation of citizens, that is something really, really interesting. Not, not only the communication towards citizens about all the possibilities and how to reduce their own uh, footprint, but also all the ideas that we get from the, from the citizens, uh, both during the environmental capital year, there was a lot of uh, great ideas uh, from citizens that also got some funding, uh, very local ideas, for example, uh, like trash picking uh, uh, equipment uh, for some housing areas uh, or, or some uh, money for uh, sustainable work with youth and children and, and dialogues with, with, with young, young people. Uh, but also this uh, participatory budgeting that uh, people were able to suggest some good good ideas for the environmental uh, budget that we had reserved and then people were able to vote for the best possibilities and and for example making a, a cherry uh, tree park for the city of Lahti or these kind of nice examples that all the citizens can then enjoy. There you go. For the end enjoyment or final enjoyment of, of the citizens, and I guess and those citizens includes our children, our grandchildren whenever oh. they come. But that's what that's why we are doing all this. Thank you very much, Jenny. There you go, Urbanistas. This is the example that the city of Lahti has set up already. And uh, thank you so much, Urbanistas. And we'll be coming back with more interesting people saying very interesting things. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Urbanista podcast, a production of Uprono Infra, the leader in sustainable infrastructure solutions. If you found it interesting, why don't you share it with your colleagues? We all together can move our industry forward.